This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Mike Sedita. Hello out there. Welcome to episode 61 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. My name is Mike Sedita, and we are joined today by Mary Michelle Mitchell. She is a realtor with Tomlin St. Cyr Real Estate. Mary Michelle, how are you doing today? Good morning. I am well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for being on the Good Neighbor Podcast. Just in case you don't know what the Good Neighbor Podcast is and what we do is we are a local podcast. We're a national podcast designed to be for local businesses. So in 2020, when COVID happened, you know, people couldn't be face to face. It was difficult with social distancing. So down in Southwest Florida, the Good Neighbor Podcast was started as a way for businesses to kind of talk to the community a little bit, have an outlet for the community. And now three years later, we're across the country and I'm the person here in the Tampa market that handles the Good Neighbor podcast, which gives me an outlet to be able to talk to business owners like you. So tell us a little bit about your business. Well, I'm a a realtor. I work with Tomlin St. Cyr Real Estate Services. They are based out of Tampa on Henderson Boulevard. I do serve all of Tampa Bay, but my focus and expertise is in Pasco County. I live here. I love it here. I've been here for about, I guess, 20, 25 years, so I know it well. I'm also a resource. Uh, I know a lot of the, uh, I know and work with a lot of the local businesses, lenders, movers, roofers, electricians. So I'm a great resource as well to buyers and sellers that are coming and going, and I can connect them all together. It makes it so much smoother, and it just really gives me a great personal satisfaction helping uh, buyers and sellers that I work with um, bring it to completion. It really, really satisfying. So from your from your book of business, are you would you say you're more working with buyers these days or more working with sellers these days? Or is it kind of an even split? I work mostly with buyers. A lot of them are coming from out of state. I'm working with someone right now out of the U.S. Uh, I'm great relocation package. Um, again, a resource. They don't know the neighborhoods. They don't know the traffic patterns. They don't know about the schools. I'm there to send them all that information. And in 25 years in Pasco County, I could, I guess you've probably seen a few minor developments. It's probably changed slightly, I'm sure. Very different. Yeah. Um, very different. 54, 56 is the big, the big change. Uh, Angeline coming is humongous. We're all yeah. excited for it. Uh, I've toured that community. It's great. It's got 55 plus. It's got regular families major medical center going in there. I mean, it's amazing the growth in this area. Angeline's more near 52 though, correct? Right on 52. Yep. yep. Yes. So um, from an area like, I mean, I know the, the offices in Tampa, real estate is kind of a fluid thing these days, especially after COVID. I, I don't know a lot of, I mean, there still are brokerages that have like a lot of staff in, you know, that come into the office day in and day out, but you work generally, I would think remotely. Do you have I mean, you're working with buyers, so you'll bring them wherever. But do you have certain areas in Pasco County that you kind of gravitate towards? I um, I tend to do a lot of sales in Newport Ritchie and Lando Lakes area. That's okay. just where the buyer's uh, interest gravitate. Um, my last three back-to-back sales were in Newport Ritchie and Hudson area. It's really gotcha. nice up there. It's still a little 
a little bit uh, calmer. It's not as congested yet. And, and a little more affordable. A little bit more affordable taxes, um, but it's it's really booming over there. So they got in at a great time. So a little bit about your journey. I mean, have you, since you were a young lady, you know, playing on the playground, did you always want to buy and sell real estate or did you want to do something else? And, you know, circumstance just brought you to real estate. How did you get to where you're at right now? Well, I wanted to be a big famous movie star when I was on the playground. Why not? I sure. Mean, I mean, who was the who was the big famous movie star that you wanted to emulate when you were uh, hanging out? Was it, I don't even know like who that would possibly be. Oh, I can't. That was in the seventies, and my genre is horror. Missy uh, Spacek. Maybe, maybe she. Harry, the seventies horror movies. It's got to be Sissy Spacek. She did carry. She did a good job with that. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> but I was the B movie horror flick person, so I was not thinking about a real. Perfection. So you had a good scream. Is it? You had a good. She really did. Blood curdling scream. Gotcha. I'm sure. I'm sure everybody on the playground loved that. I'm sure everybody loved that. So how do you end up? How do you end up? Um, you know, gravitating towards real estate. Just. Uh, fell into it one day, bought a house and said, wow, this was a cool experience and decided to do it? Or how do you get here? Well, I've worked for, I have a, a massive background in new construction. I've worked for um, uh, custom home builders, helping buyers with their color selections, their plans, their design, all that stuff. And I've, I've been in that since 2000. Uh, and then when I started buying and selling my own properties, I figured this is easy for me because I didn't know behind the scenes. I didn't know all the work involved, but I had a knack for finding a good property. I had a knack for negotiating. And uh, finally, I just decided to go for it. We had, especially after the crash of 2008, 2009, we yeah. all been, we, we've all come, come through it. Um, some of us a little bit more traumatized than others. Um, but hopefully we're all back from that. I took that as a, a big learning curve and I decided to get my license to have more control. I felt helpless. I felt I didn't know, I didn't know who to talk to, who can help me. I lost my own home as many others did. Right. And if I felt like if I knew more, I could have done something, but I, I just don't know what that was something that we've never seen or I've never seen before. Yeah. I don't think many anybody. haven't, yeah. but like many others, we've uh, persevered, came back. I got my license. I also work for one of the largest grocery retailers in Florida who specialize in their amazing customer service skills. So that combined with my love for real estate and knowing everything I possibly can uh, brought me to where I am today, a fierce advocate for anyone that I work for. So they won't get taken advantage of half-fast answers, waiting around what's happening to my property. Well, I haven't heard anything. I am constantly on it. So do you currently still work for a large food retailer? Nope. I, uh, I've, my family does. Um, I will always be part of that family. Um, they treated us well. We loved working there. I loved working there. Right. But now I'm full-time realtor. Am I 100% in? You know, what's funny is, you know, 
I talk to a lot of realtors. I mean, what I do in the communities that I'm in, I, they're they're very sought after communities to be in in the area. And um, you know, what I find with realtors is there's really good one. I mean, in every every line of work, there's really good people, and there's people that kind of have their toe dipped in the water and aren't really into it, or they kind of you know don't take it as serious as they should. And um, you know, I find a lot of real estate agents kind of live by that by that big sale, and then. You know, they live on this constant roller coaster. So I think if anything, 2008, 2009, 2010 kind of taught people, you know, especially in the real estate business, a lot of the people who weren't doing so great fell by the wayside and and the people that really the cream rose to the top. And those are the people that are in it. But there's still I mean, in the past two years, I mean, I can't even I mean, I don't know the specific numbers, but thousands of people became real estate agents you know, in, in 2021, you know, and they're like seeing the market was so crazy. And then, you know, when the market kind of and I don't want to say slowed down, it just kind of shifted. I mean, the market really isn't slow. It, it, it's just the perception of the market has changed because it was so crazy for a while. And the people that don't really do real estate, people that this was their hobby, they don't, they don't really, um, they didn't really stick around. So they got in and got out pretty quick. A lot of yeah. agents yeah. fell. Yeah, um, true. So, so for you, do you find, I'm, I mean, what do you do to combat that? I mean, do you have like a system in place? Do you have a team in place? Or are you, because a lot of real estate agents work within a team within their brokerage. Do you do that? Or are you all on your own? Do you, or do you have like a team internally on your end? I have a great support system, a great team at Tomlin. Uh, they they are there. They pick up the phone when I have a question. We don't know everything. Laws are constantly changing. Contracts are constantly changing. The mortgage uh, process is changing. Look at the insurance now that's yeah. changing. So I have a team at my back. And if I don't know something, I'm not going to pretend that I do. I have that team at my back support. And they can answer those questions. We're a full service real estate. We do commercial. We affiliated with insurance and mortgage. So I have all of that at my on my back. You have kind of a turnkey operation. So you're like your own personal B&I group. You have everybody you need all in one shot that you can go to for any whatever the need is. It, yeah, it's amazing. The support and the um just the camaraderie that I get within this brokerage, brokerage, a nice small boutique. They treat you well. They have extensive training. Uh, there's always training available, whether it's contract refreshing, addendum refreshing, insurance, all that stuff. We're constantly learning. And you get your continuing education on top of it and you get all that stuff maintained, which is good. Yes. So do you, do you, so when you're not doing, you know, when you're not working with buyers from Newport Ritchie to Lando Lakes, what do you like to do for fun? What are your what are your hobbies when you're not in the office? Well, I guess my my um, world revolves around real estate because what I'm learning to do right now is gardening. I've had my first successful harvest of potatoes, tomatoes, bell peppers, hot Very peppers, nice. ghost peppers. Um, so I'm learning that and um, trying it out. It's Florida is very different. It's very hot. It's very unforgiving and it's just it's morning and uh, dusk and dawn. I'm out there picking off pests uh, off of my yeah. stuff. I'm also learning how to do uh, home improvements. I'm not I'm not talking major ripping the walls down and fixing my plumbing. But you're not I'm, repouring foundations. I mean, on the weekend and your spare time, there's no foundations being poured or full electrical jobs going in. 
Not yet. I did actually fill seal, uh, fill and seal some parts of my uh, foundation around the base from all that rain. Right. I did that on my own. I built a dry creek. So when it rains, the water is not sitting in my foundation. I um, am diverting it out into the lawn. So I built that two weeks ago and I'm painting and sealing and filling the cracks in my pool deck as we speak. So, you know, it's funny is when I lived in Atlanta for 11 years before I moved to Florida and um, we had an easement on our property. Long story short, the gas company came in and when they fixed the, they had to do some work. And when they re put my yard together, they pitched the, the hill in the yard so steep at one spot where. It just like literally six inches, like up to your shin of water whenever it would rain. Like it would just collect on that spot. And then they came in, you know, we through a series of negotiations with them. They came in and they built a dry riverbed throughout the whole back. Like it divided my whole entire yard right as the hill kind of started. And um, it was great. I mean, they had a a dry well and they pitched it out. You know, they ran a pipe out to the street. So when all this water would collect, it literally would collect in this three foot wide dry riverbed right through drainage, right into this basin, uh, the, you know, and there was two basins, one at each end. So if it rolled a different way, I mean, it, it really was efficient. It worked fantastic and it was very decorative looking. So I'm sure yours, you know, I'm sure you have something very creative that you're doing there and you're working on your green thumb. I, I have no green thumb. I can't do it. <laughs> Every time I try to do it, it just doesn't come out good. And then all I end up getting out of it is like a tomato salad is all I end up with <laughs> after all that effort. So it's just yeah. easier to go to the supermarket and, and go down the produce aisle and get what I need. It is, but there's such satisfaction when you're frying your, your own fried green tomatoes. They're so delicious. So so let me ask you this. So one of the questions I always try to ask business owners, because it's important for other business owners to hear, and it's important for people that are listening to this that want to do business with you to kind of get some perspective into your background. Has there been a time in your life where you've kind of hit a hardship and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this. And you just kind of pivoted and, and was able to galvanize yourself and make your, continue to make yourself successful. Yes. And that hardship, like many, we went through that 2008, 2009 crash. We um, short sold our home. We lost our business that we had in Lutz. We had to move from a nice four bedroom home to a a small two-bedroom apartment all the way in Southwest Florida to find work. Wow. Um, it was uh, a time where, what was it all for? Uh, you give up. You, you just have these thoughts. But you just, one day at a time, seriously, just save up the paycheck. Just pay off one bill at a time. It takes a long time, but I think that was in 2010 we did this. By 2013, 14, we're almost back to where we started. Uh, we were able, we rented for a long time, but I believe in 2013, we start, we were able to purchase a house. It took three, four years and it was very traumatic for us as well as everybody else to come out of that. Right. And it just makes you stronger. It's, it was really traumatic. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, it was that way for, I mean, you know, there's two big things Two, yeah. I mean, in my lifetime, there's probably three events that really, you know, like people talk about older generation talks about World War Two or the Depression, like really old and then JFK getting shot or the for me, I, as a kid, I remember the space shuttle crash, mm -hmm. like, you know, yeah. blowing up. And then 
Obviously, September 11th, I lived about 10 miles from from Times Square, uh, from um, from downtown Manhattan. And then, you know, 08, 09 crash when the market crashed and then COVID. I mean, there's been a series of things in, in our lifetime that have really kind of hit people. And everybody everybody has taken it a different way. And it's the people mm-hmm. that come out the other side that are like the survivors in this and the people that you, you kind of want to do business with because, you know, they can handle the obstacles and and get past it, which is which is big. So. That is, that's a tremendous story, building yourself, building your family back up to where you're yeah. now uh, planting ghost peppers. Oh, those are, those are uh, fierce. I won't touch them. That's my I don't husband. blame you. I wouldn't touch them. Yeah, Horror movies and ghost peppers. We're not on the same page. I mean, there's two <laughs> things I just don't do. Um, so people listening to this, if, if there's one thing you want them to know about your business, to remember you, to be able to say, look, I, I need to do business with Mary Michelle. What is that one thing? Well, um, I am a fierce advocate for whoever takes me on as their realtor. I communicate constantly. I am able, for the sellers, I am able to put a better home valuation together for them than a third party. You know, you go on a particular site, you see your estimate. Wow, this is, I didn't realize I can, you know, but that third party website, they have um, values that are based on one set of algorithms. Uh, If the show, if the home is off the market, for example, your home's off the market, you're going to go to that third party website and see, say it says 565,000. But once it gets listed, you're going to notice that number has changed dramatically because it's just going off that one set of algorithms. So more often than not, a third party is not as accurate. It's very inaccurate. So with me or any local realtor who knows the local market is beneficial because we can price the home. Hopefully it won't be sitting very long and it, it brings in maybe more than one offer. And for buyers, I think a lot of people don't realize is that the buyers don't have to really pay. So I can, I've taken buyers for for six, seven, eight, nine months looking for houses and not find anything, but they're not obligated to pay me. That's just part of my job. If they find a home, that's great. And there's no hard feelings. I'm not one of those, oh, I don't have time for this. You're not finding a house. That's not me. Well, I mean, nine months of taking people around, that's a, that is a pretty unusual circumstance. I mean, that, and, I, but the market, the market is, um, you know, there was a time in the market where you, if you didn't, if you didn't, weren't ready to make a cash offer on a Monday morning after seeing an open house on Saturday, you weren't even getting in the game. Um, yes, but, I remember. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I mean, there's, there's houses out there now, I mean, but look, like anything else, right? Like some, some buyers are just super picky and, uh, you know, having had a real estate license, uh, 25 years ago in a past life, um, you know, I had gone into houses where we checked all the boxes, you know, what are you looking for? I need this kind of kitchen, this kind of bathroom needs to be two story needs to be four bedroom, check every box and show five, six houses that check every single box. And just had buyers that picked everything, you know, picked every little piece apart. So it is frustrating. I mean, be, as a realtor, having that patience is a super important thing, too. I, I understand what you're saying about being an advocate for your buyers or sellers. But from a personal mental health standpoint, being able to be patient with your with your buyers and your sellers, because, listen, this is their big investment. They, you exactly. know, they might see it a certain way that 
isn't exactly that way. You have to almost be like a, a therapist with them as well. Like, hey, look, you know, you're, I know your I know your house. You know, you think it's worth a million dollars, but it's really only worth about four hundred thousand dollars. So we need to kind of price it right and be smart about how we do right. this. So, I mean, that that is an important thing. So if if people are trying to get a hold of you, what is the best way? Is it's just straight up texting you, calling you, emailing you? Is there a website? Give everybody the information and we'll include this when we post. Okay. Uh, well, my office is uh, 3907 Henderson Boulevard in Tampa. My direct line is 954-770-1315. My office number is 813-636-0700, but the direct is better. I'm, I'm only in the office on Thursday mornings. Um, my website, you can find me on Facebook, Mary Michelle Mitchell, or my website is MaryMichelleSellsTampa.com. So then, yeah. guys, if you're listening to this, you're looking for a realtor, um, you know, all over Tampa, obviously, but but she does a lot of her work in the Pasco County area. Um, call, call. I'm assuming they could text you. However, to get a hold of you at nine five four seven seven zero one three one five. Get a hold of Mary Michelle. She will definitely help bring you around Tampa and find the right home for you and be your biggest advocate. Mary Michelle, thank you so much for being on the Good Neighbor Podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Pasco. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnppasco.com. That's gnppasco.com or call 813-922-3610.